3: You're listening to the Armchair GM Sports Network.
1: Ted Liebman here, the voice of the OHL's Niagara Ice Dogs, and you're listening to OHL Overtime, an in-depth interview show highlighting the players, coaches, and broadcasters from around the Ontario Hockey League who make the league so great. Exclusively on the Armchair GM Sports Network. Now, here's your program host, Brandon Caputo.
3: Welcome in to another installment of OHL Overtime right here on the Armchair GM Sports Network. As always, I'm your host of the program, Brandon Caputo. You can follow me on x at bcaputo underscore AGM. Thank you to those listening today in on-demand audio. We are available on all whatever audio platform uh, you listen to podcasts. We are available for you guys There, So uh, give us some love on uh, whichever audio platform you're listening to us right now. If you're watching on the YouTube version of the podcast, make sure to hit like, hit subscribe, smash that bell for all updates on video versions of our podcast that get released here on the network. And thank you very much for doing so over there. On today's episode, we are going to be highlighting the Erie Otters. We've got three player interviews uh, lined up for you, as well as uh, one management interview. So we've got Pan Ophimus. Erie Otters acquired him from the Niagara Ice Dogs last year, a former second overall pick in the league, and has taken a, a big step in his development uh, as a leader down in Erie. As well, we're going to be talking to Anaheim Ducks second-round draft pick, Kerry Terrance, who led the team in goals last year, scoring 30, despite the team success not being there, and Talks about uh, his development and and, and what the Anaheim Ducks are expecting from him this year when he was away at their development camp. And then lastly, we'll speak to the first overall pick in the 2023 OHL draft, and that would be Matt Schaefer. So really looking forward to uh, getting you guys that chat with Matt. His brother Johnny was a longtime Niagara Ice Dog and Matt grew up watching uh, Johnny play there in Niagara, and obviously Matt scoring his first career OHL goal at the Meridian Center, where he watched his brother play, was a very special moment, and we'll get into that as well during the interview. So we'll end off culminating all of that with Dave Brown, the general manager of the Erie Otters, discussing those three players uh, that we'll speak to today, and just a very good in-depth conversation about uh, where he wants the team to be, and uh, the moves that they've made so far in in wanting this team to be a competitive team once again in the Ontario Hockey League and and build back up the standings a very insightful chat uh, that you're not going to want to miss from Erie Otters general manager Dave Brown so with that said, we'll start off today with our first player interview, and that's going to be brought to you by JNO Flooring. If you think you can get a better deal anywhere else, you don't know Jack, contact our Niagara Falls location and begin your quality flooring project today at JNO Flooring. And that's former Niagara Ice Dogs second overall pick and current Erie Otters forward, Pano Femus. Please be back on OHL Overtime with Erie Otters forward, Pano Femus. Pano, you've been in Erie now for about a year. Last January was the trade, so is, uh, is Erie PA really feeling like home now?
0: Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, we got a really good team here, a great bunch of guys. So, uh, definitely feels like home. Talked to one of your teammates, Matt Schaefer,
3: earlier in the episode, and. Uh and his favorite stall buddy there. He talked about, you know, you, you were second overall pick in this league and, and you know the, the pressures of coming in as a high draft pick and he said that, you know, you've been kind of helping them along. Is the leadership factor something you've really tried to take a step forward with this team? You're an older guy now, you got a beard, makes you feel really old. I remember when you are coming in as a rookie to Niagara, but uh, are you really trying to be more outwardly as a leader with this team?
0: Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, Shafe has been uh, perfectly fine with, with the team uh and you know for such a young guy coming into the league with a lot of uh you know maybe some pressure or high expectations um being first overall he's handled it greatly um and the least i can do is just help him out um i know i appreciated that when i first came into the league so um you know just anything to make it easy on the kid helps and goes a long way but uh for the record I only have one and it's him so I can only call him the best one
3: <laughs> well the jury's still out on that but Stan Butler's your coach now he's been an OHL coach for a very long time you know what what's maybe something that you you've taken from from coach Butler that you've really implemented into your game and it's made you better for it
0: yeah um you know accountability is a big one um you know coach has uh, been known to hold everyone accountable and uh, he definitely lives up to that but um you know, just keeping us honest every single day, um, win or lose. You know, the, the message is pretty much the same. Um, sticking to the game plan, trusting each other, um, coming together as a team. So, um, you know, th- there's a lot to take in from from Stan, um, but it's been nothing but really good for us um, as a team, and you know, for myself. Um, you learn a lot of a lot of little things. You know, just throughout the day, just talking hockey, talking life, whatever it is. So. Yeah, you just seem more confident in your game. You've been scoring some goals lately. You've been
3: really, you know, taking the puck to the net. Do you feel more confident offensively this year? You know, maybe maybe than than when you did last year. The transition from the trade and everything else. Do you feel like you've taken a step in, in the way that you're
0: confident in the offensive zone? Yeah, I'd say so. Um, you know, last year was a bit of a roller coaster ride for me. Um, I think I had eight coaches so far in the league. So um, you know, there there was a lot of things going on in the background that uh, maybe got to me a little bit more than I would have liked to but um, coming into this year with a fresh start um, you know stand behind the bench uh, a bunch of great young guys coming in as well stepping in to big roles um, and then as well everyone that was already here gets a year older you're stronger, you're faster, you're smarter, you're better so um, you know confidence has definitely gone up a little bit but uh, you know just staying even kills always in the back of my mind and uh, just doing my thing having some fun out there.
3: You mentioned the team you know that they didn't make the playoffs last year but this year looking to take a big step a lot of those guys like you mentioned taking another step in their development. Carrie Terrance obviously being drafted by Anaheim talked to him earlier in the show you have Ben Goudreau obviously a a very good goaltender in the OHL and and obviously Matt Schaefer. as he continues to develop as a rookie just uh, what's the swagger and the confidence of of this team as opposed to maybe the end of last year?
0: I think it's a lot different Um, you know Something that you always wanna have is when you walk into a rink, you wanna be that team that everyone looks at and is like, oh boy, we gotta play these guys tonight, right? So um, it's something that we're kind of inheriting um, into our swagger, like you said, and kind of into our team identity. Um, But we've got a lot of big wins this year so far. Um, You know, we beat London the other day. Um, So, you know, there's a lot to learn from um, and there's a lot more that we gotta do but I think we've figured out what it takes to win and now we just got to figure out how to be consistent at it. And lastly, has there been any any
3: transition for you coming from Canadian team to an American market uh, other than the all their money is the same color? Is there anything that you've uh, you've had to adjust to being in the United States and and you know, how, how has journey been? You're still not even 20 years old and you've had to kind of re- move to a new country and away from, from your family. I know your, your dad, Chris Femus is still around a lot. So how has that transition been going to a new country and how do you feel here in Erie?
0: Yeah, it's been great. Um, you know, I love it here in Erie, and. Uh you know, the owner Jim Waters and GM Dave Brown and Coach Stan, uh, they made it really easy on me. So, um, you know, we get treated really well like pros, honestly. So it's been really good. But yeah, I mean, uh, dollar bills are kind of hard to figure out once in a while. <laughs> Sometimes you mistake them for a couple zeros. <laughs> um, but yeah, you know, you know what? It's you're on the other side of the border. Uh, there's a couple adjustments. I say the food tastes different. A lot of people disagree with me, but uh, it's just my thing. Yeah, but you know what? But everything's been really good my bill it's awesome uh, she's been great to me so you know what so far so good I have no complaints I'm really happy to be here Erie Otters forward Pano Femus. Pano continued
3: success. Look forward to uh, seeing Erie this year against the Ice Dogs a lot and uh, looking, you, watching you guys progress up the standings and you're still the best all mate to Matt Schaefer, So, <laughs> Thanks a lot. Appreciate it. Always great to catch up with Pano Femus and uh, wish him all the best uh, with the Erie Otters and always enjoyed catching up with him uh, while he was a member of the Niagara Ice Dogs and good stuff there. Special relationship that he's got with Stan Butler and what he's taught him trying to make that next step to to be a, a pro hockey player. So, Thanks to Pano and we'll get to our next... Uh, player interview, and that's going to be brought to you by Wild Bill's Auto Repair, helping customers stay safe and confident on the road in Niagara since 2012 in honor of the late William Robert Hunter. That's Wild Bill's Auto Repair, and that will be with 2023 second-round pick of the Anaheim Ducks and 30-goal scorer for the Erie Otters last year, Carrie Terrance. Please be back on OHL Overtime with Erie Otters forward and Anaheim Ducks second-round draft pick in this past NHL draft. That will be Carrie Terrance. Kerry uh thanks so much for taking the time reflecting back on that moment you know being drafted by Anaheim just uh how cool of a moment was that for you and your family you know all the the hard work and sacrifice that you put into into your hockey career growing up and it all culminating at the NHL draft
4: yeah i think it's kind of cliche to say but um i think that's everyone's dream um as you grow up as a kid you kind of see the up and coming um like Jack Hughes when he got drafted for me and um you you kind of see the guys that are kind of younger, but, uh, they go through the draft. And I think that's something of your dream, you dream of. And it's kind of the first step of, um, I guess your, you could say your NHL journey. So, um, you know, I had a lot of family there, which is really good. And, um, it was, it was a dream come true. I didn't really kind of felt numb. Um, uh, when I heard <laughs> my name called, uh, I think the second day of the draft went a lot faster than the first one. Um, so, you know, it was, it was kind of guys getting pecked right away, and I was just kind of hoping to get my name called, I and mean, I was lucky enough it was Anaheim.
3: You have represented the U.S. on a few different times at the international level, the U-17s and U-18s. Just to, how cool of a moment was that for you to put on uh, on that USA sweater and end up uh, playing against or with some players that you ended up being uh, drafted with and kind of look up to some of those players that, uh, that you grew up watching wearing the USA jersey?
4: Yeah, well, the most recent one would have been uh, the U-18 World Championships, and, um, you know, I think last year we had a tough time in Erie, so um, we didn't up making the playoffs. And I got the opportunity to be called to the U.S. national team. Um, I like, think, as people know, they're their team that's been together for um, like a two years year, year a span of two years. So, um, you know, I was kind of nervous, uh, kind of going into it. Um, you know, new guy in the team that's only going to the last tournament with them, um, but they welcomed me with open arms. I couldn't thank the guys enough, and. You know, they're some of my best friends now. Um, You know, it was a great experience for me and um obviously we came out with a gold medal so i think everyone was happy
3: <laughs> yeah when you come away with gold it's uh, it's, it's definitely a, a better time than uh than when you don't talking about your year with erie last year obviously rebuilding year for the transition for the team with the new coaching staff and things like that despite all that you still managed to put up put together a good season you had 30 goals for the erie otters and you wore an a so despite uh, you not having the success on the ice as a team just how much pride did you take in being an assistant captain and, and still putting in a good effort and and having a good individual season that obviously got you drafted and the
4: nhl yeah i think you know kind of um our focus throughout the season um obviously like you said we didn't have the best year but just kind of putting our heads down and working um, as much as we can individually and um kind of as a team and kind of grow into this year i think that was a plan more towards the end of the year last year was um how, how can we get prepared uh, for the next season And i think uh at the end of the year we did that um stand coming it was a huge part for us and obviously got a a ton of um experience in the ohl and and nationally too so you know i think him coming in for us is it's been great um at the end of the season last year and into this year so i think we're building something really good in, in erie right now and um you know i'm excited um for this season and um the couple next seasons.
3: Brought in some good players in the draft, like Matt Schaefer, and then you guys just acquired uh, Ben Goudreau in the net. So, just how much confidence, maybe a little bit more confidence and swagger do you guys have this year, maybe as opposed to last year? And, and you know, for you personally, the jump from your second year to your third year, just uh, how much are you looking forward to taking that next step personally, but also where the team is right now?
4: Yeah, I think um, when you see a guy with, like Schaefer uh, obviously come in really skilled, younger guy, I think a really good player, obviously. Um, he's kind of proved it. Uh, through minor hockey and just seeing him in practice and everything's it's been great for him and um, just you know I think a lot of the leaders are just trying to give him learning tips here and there but we all know that um his skill and he's a great player so that that will all kind of take over and adding Ben was huge for us obviously um, an overager in the league and has a lot of experience um, I think I've seen one of the things on social media is most wins um, in the OHL currently so you know that adds a lot of a lot of confidence to the team and we know we have a really good team um it's just you know a matter of kind of when we're gonna hit our when we're gonna when we're gonna hit our peak and um you know I think we're we're gonna get it rolling soon and obviously have the best start to our season yet but um I know it's, and I I know and I think the team knows that it's coming soon and um hopefully it comes quick and
3: lastly you were away at Anaheim Ducks development camp other than getting a great tan, which I'm sure it's great uh, being out there in Anaheim and in California, whether i jealous that you got to do that. I've never been out there yet, but what did maybe they tell you about what they want to see from you this year? Obviously as a six, one center, you know, you, you want to be defensively responsible, especially when you make the jump to the next level. But uh, maybe what did the ducks tell you that they wanted to see from you and, and just your overall experience and, and what you learned from being a, out there at development camp?
4: Yeah. Well, I think the biggest thing was just kind of sticking to my strengths every game and uh, be consistent on my strengths. I think um, for me, it's my, my skating um you know they said use your you gotta you gotta use your best abilities um, to the max and i think the biggest thing for me is my skating and not only using it with the puck but uh to get on four checks and get on defenders and kind of disrupt disrupt plays for me been switching in between center and the wings so um you know it doesn't matter what position but I'm um, just using my speed and um I love being around the net I think that's kind of my bread and butter um scoring goals around the net so um, I think it's just kind of stick to my strengths.
3: Well, Kerry, thanks so much for taking some time. I asked your teammate, Pano Femus, to submit a question about you, but uh, he wasn't able to uh, give me anything there. Thanks so much for doing this, and uh, we wish you all the best moving forward with Erie and, and obviously Anaheim in the future.
4: Yeah, I mean, Pano's been with me um, at the rank enough, so I'm sure he could have thought of something, but... Um, no, but thanks
3: for having me. In. Big thanks to Kerry Terrance. Again, Panophemus didn't submit a question for him. So uh, something they got to work out there, but great thoughts there from Kerry about representing the United States at the international level and, and just how much that meant to him as well. And he obviously he's playing for an American market in the in the Ontario Hockey League, so I'm sure he's uh, he's happy to stay there uh, in the U.S. where he grew up. Feels right at home there in Neary. In so thanks to Kerry Terrance, the Anaheim Ducks second round pick. And we'll see what he does in his third year here in the Ontario Hockey League, but We're going to take our break today on our show and we'll come back with our final two interviews today. So stay right here. We'll be right back on OHL Overtime right here on the Armchair GM Sports Network
1: wild Bill's auto repair is your local center for auto maintenance and repair in the niagara region since 2012 wild Bill's auto repair and body shop has been helping customers stay safe and confident on the road knowing their vehicles in top running condition through their services located at 7868 oakwood Drive in niagara falls the garage started as a tribute to the owner's father william robert hunter who passed away continuing the same community spirit and high level of service which customers came to expect from him back at hunter's auto repair Their multi-award-winning auto shop has earned the trust of the Niagara community with its fair treatment of all customers who can feel confident they'll get the trustworthy advice and repairs during their visit. Their experienced crew loves meeting new people and looks forward to forming a lasting partnership for the care of your cars. To find out more or to book service, contact them today. 905-358-7868 or wildbillsauto.ca Wild Bills Auto Repair. Helping customers stay safe and confident on the road since 2012. Niagara Golf Lounge features two state-of-the-art
3: indoor golf simulators allowing you to play some of the world's best courses all year round. The perfect place to indulge all season long. Don't worry about getting thirsty while you play around with your friends. Their fully stocked bar offers a wide selection of drinks, appetizers, and a variety of meals are also available to enjoy before, during, or after you play. Grab a seat next to the fire in their comfortable sports lounge. Didn't bring your clubs? No problem. They have partnered with TaylorMade to offer you the best rental clubs. You won't want to miss their exclusive NFL and NHL giveaways for the Buffalo Sabres and Buffalo Bills. Located in the Best Western Plus Cairn Croft Hotel, 6400 Lundy's Lane in Niagara Falls. Visit niagargolfvacations.com to learn more and to reserve your golf bay today. The Niagara Golf Lounge, Niagara's home for golf and sport all year
1: round. Are you looking to hire... Let the Niagara Employment Help Center save you valuable time and money by making your hiring process easier. Their services include free job postings in-house and on their website, fill job vacancies quickly and efficiently, access to a bank of potential employees, reduce employment costs, and financial incentives may be available to offset the cost of new hire training. Check out their website at ehc.on.ca or call 905-358-0021 for more information. The Niagara Employment Help Center, helping people find work since 1983. Since 1999, Niagara Denture Clinic has been helping thousands of patients achieve natural-looking smiles with the confidence to show them off. Sean Battelle and his wife, Anne, both licensed denturists, bring a wealth of skill and experience to the warm and friendly atmosphere to their Niagara Falls location at 5501 Drummond Road. And their on-site Niagara Hearing Clinic offers free hearing tests and a variety of services to fit your needs. This family-run practice takes pride in providing superior care and service to their patients, along with the best premium products available on the market. Get the best work done at a more reasonable price. Niagara Dental Clinic is here to help. Protect your teeth with a mouth guard, replace missing teeth, and get better hold with your dental implants. Call them today for a free consultation at 905-353-1552 or check them out online at niagradentureclinic.com. Niagara Denture Clinic, creating natural smiles in the Niagara region for 25 years. You're listening to the Armchair GM Sports Network, the Niagara region's best local source for North American sports podcasting coverage. By sports fans, for sports fans.
3: Welcome back to OHL Overtime right here on the Armchair GM Sports Network. I'm the host of the program, Brandon Caputo. Thank you very much to all those tuning in today in on-demand audio and those watching today on YouTube. You know the deal. Hit like, hit subscribe, smash that bell for all updates on video versions that get released here on our YouTube page. And as well, you can like us on our website, armchairgmsports.com. All of our content is available for you guys on our website. And make sure you're giving us a follow on social media, either Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or TikTok. We're on all those for you guys at the Armchair GM Sports Network. So continuing on with our Erie Otter Showcase today, we'll be speaking with 2023 first overall selection and that would be Matt Schaefer the brother of longtime Ice Dogs defenseman Johnny Schaefer although they're nine years apart they have a very special relationship and uh, Matt talks about how influential watching Johnny grow up as a Niagara Ice Dog and going to games was beneficial for him and crucial for him in, in wanting to become a, an OHL player himself and just a great overall chat with Matt he's a he's a very interesting guy and, and only 16 years old he's uh he's a mature young man already so really look forward To uh, giving you guys that chat with Matt Schaefer, and we'll take you to that right now. Please be back on OHL overtime with Erie Otters defenseman and first overall pick in the 2023 OHL draft, and brother of former Niagara Ice Stock defenseman Johnny Schaefer. That'd be Matt Schaefer. Uh, Matt, uh, thanks so much for joining us today. I know it's been an exciting time for you. You know, starting up in your OHL career, a few games in. uh, Just, just how's how has it been? The whole experience of finally making that jump to the OHL and and finally playing in regular season games.
2: Yeah, no, I mean it's been awesome. uh... Uh, the whole team here in Erie's just made me feel like I'm at home and every one of them has just uh, been treating me so well and it's been p- cool because I got to watch uh, my brother obviously going, uh, growing up. I got to watch him play five years in the OHL with Niagara so I can finally be here which is good.
3: Can we just talk about a little bit about your brother real quick he's nine years older than you but uh, just how influential was he in your hockey career both defensemen um, and and obviously you you grew up watching him play just how important was he for you in your journey as a hockey player? Yeah
2: I think he was one of the main parts of uh, my journey like my family and him but he's taught me so much I've need to know and I got to watch so much hockey So, I mean, like, just even when he was in the OHL at the time, I was still pretty young. So, we'd always throw on the gear and he'd toughen me up a bit and teach me some stuff. But, no, he's been a a big part in this journey and he's taught me so much and just, you know, getting to watch him and just him telling me stories or just, you know, him just teaching me little things and, like, Now he gets to come watch me play, and he can kind of teach me and make me a better player by telling me better things I could have done.
3: Growing up, obviously, he was a little bit older than you, but were there still those those rivalries, you know, playing mini sticks in the basement? Like, was it always just a competition between you guys growing up together?
2: Yeah, no, I think that was the biggest thing. You know, we'd we'd play everything. We'd do everything together. The age different didn't really matter, but I'd always want to play – mini sticks um we'd always you know throw on full equipment and we'd fight we'd you know go just battle as hard as we can and you know I feel like since I was young I'd always be the one crying and he'd be getting in trouble but (laughs) I feel like nowadays we still even kind of battle and stuff which is good like we'll play ping pong every once in a bit we'll shoot some pucks together but we'll we'll just always hang out it's so cool because like now I'm kind of at that age where I'm not really young anymore, so we can just talk about life and everything, and we can just go on drives and just go, just kind of hang out and get away from the hockey world and everything and just have fun together, which is good.
3: You must have been to, to some Niagara-Ice-Dog games, you know, there at the Meridian Center watching Johnny play. What was your, me- like, maybe earliest memory of of watching him play hockey there, and that, how exciting was that for you to eventually get there one day and, and want to do that yourself?
2: Yeah, there's, there's been a lot of memories there, I mean from him scoring his first goal uh, to win the Bobby R. Trophy when he got called up, that was one of the biggest memories. And that's when we saw it go in and we had a bunch of family members there and we we're all happy. So that was a big one. But yeah, honestly, everything, like just watching all the players go through there, like one of his good buddies, Aaron Hayden, when he used to play there, I knew him pretty well. And Jason Robertson and all of them, just watching them go through. But I think just being able to, like, I used to go there every night, right, just to watch my brother play. So I've been there a lot, and it's pretty cool playing there.
3: Comes full circle, obviously, with uh, Niagara and Erie facing off early in the season. You thought it might be a good opportunity there for to score your first career OHL goal. Just, uh... How exciting was that for you? Not only to get your first OHL goal, but did it mean a bit more to you the fact that it was in the arena where you watched your brother play growing up as an OHLer himself?
2: Yeah, I think I think it made a big impact just scoring my first goal there in Niagara because just one thing I've watched my brother play all five years in the OHL there he got his first goal there and he was he was actually at the game too so when I scored it I turned around and looked and I kind of did a little sally kind of towards him just because like I was just you know it's my first goal so. It's pretty. It's pretty exciting, but also there in Niagara, which is pretty cool, close to home. So I had a lot of people there too. Like I had some teachers from my uh, school I used to go to back in Stony Creek and. I had a bunch of my friends from school and just family members, so it was pretty cool.
3: Yeah, I definitely saw that celebration that you did. It was it was a pretty good one there live at the Meridian Center, and I think there was a lot of cheers, even though it was for an away player. I think it was a cool moment for those in attendance, and your, your family being there as well obviously made it a little bit more special, but now as you transition, you're in a different country now. You're in the U.S. playing in, yeah. in Erie. You know, how's that experience been? They, they've got some Niagara ties. Dave Brown, former GM of the Niagara Ice Dogs as well. Panophemus was drafted here. What is that transition? been like uh, going down to erie
2: yeah you know like i said it's been good because uh i think the guys on the team have just made me feel so welcome and everything so i feel like the organization the staff or coaches i feel like everybody's just made it a smooth you know uh my smooth way into the league and just the to the team uh, like you said i'm in the u.s so it's a bit different but honestly it's been i've been adapting good it's been everything's been good school hockey everything so no everything's worked out
3: yeah other than than the money dig. you never know what you have in the united states it's all green yeah. up in canada you knew yeah. what you had when you had all the colored money yeah. but what's maybe the the one biggest adjustment for you as you've as you've taken that jump to the ohl you're obviously great at the at the prior level but what's maybe one thing that once you started to play a couple of ohl games you said okay yeah this is an extra step here in the ohl
2: i feel like the main thing people have to do when they make that first step they just gotta have confidence if you have confidence that's i feel like that's a lot because i feel like once you have confidence and you can pl- like make plays and stuff because honestly like you're playing against older guys that that are like you know 20 a lot older than you right so but honestly like when you're out there playing like everybody is kind of like the same you kind of just got to go out there and play right you're not thinking so i mean you're all, you always got to adapt you're not going to be able to you know, go end-to-end or anything like that, right, in the OHL, because there's a lot better players, but um, you can, like, you just gotta honestly gain confidence, I think, was the biggest thing for me, and just uh, maybe if it's there, jump in the rush, because I'm more of an offensive defenseman, so, you know, if it's there to jump in the rush, then go, but not every shift and just Confidence is probably the biggest one for me.
3: And lastly, when you look back at that draft time and use it as motivation, is there something now that gone through the whole process? You had the whole press conference, you went through the draft in itself, and you were kind of in it. You didn't really have time to reflect on that, that moment. You were just kind of living in it now. Now that you've been able to reflect on it months later, just how cool of a moment was that for you and the family, and obviously Johnny as well, going through being drafted, just reflecting on how cool of a moment that was for your life?
2: Yeah, at the time it was really cool just getting drafted. It felt so amazing and um yeah it was it was awesome and stuff like that but now after it's done I kind of put in the past and I just think on working hard winning games and helping the team go as far as we can um but no it it was it was definitely cool back uh, when it happened and everything it's just one step though and there's still lots more hard working steps to go so I just, you know, look forward to what's happening now, what games and everything, and just working as hard as I can.
3: Well said. And uh, that was the last question for me. I actually have one more question from one of your teammates, and that's uh, obviously former Niagara-Istok panel famous. He asked me to ask you who his best stalmate in the locker room is, and in quotation, I better not get offended.
2: <laughs> oh, that's funny. Um, ooh, that's a tough one. No, I... um. I think it's Johnny. No, I'm joking. Johnny and Pan, they're both they're both good. I, I love them both. Me and Pan were actually we were talking about it today. We were in the room we were tripping two other guys and cuz we were stall buddies, we were tripping them cuz they were stall buddies and stuff. So now we we're I was kind of helping them stick up right there. But no, Pan Pano's a good guy. He's he, he's also been one of the guys that has helped me, you know, come in. He helped me a lot and Johnny my other um, Stallmate Johnston They've both been Really good with me But yeah They're good stallmates I like them both I love them
3: Still love Pano here Even in Niagara I've got his signed team Canada card over there in the corner. So uh great yeah. kid and uh, we miss him in this area. Wish him all the best with you guys in the Erie Otters. Matt Schaefer, Erie Otters defenseman. Thanks so much for taking the time and look forward to uh, seeing you progress there in your rookie season in the OHL.
2: Yeah, thank you. Appreciate it.
3: Big thanks to Matt Schaefer for a great and great discussion there about uh, his journey becoming an OHL hockey player and how he feels about being down there in Erie and what they're building down there. It's uh, again, not easy to come into this league as a, a rookie defenseman and continue to, to make strides like he's doing. And scoring his first goal on October 12th against the Niagara Ice Dogs will be a moment him and his family will uh, will never forget. And being at the Brilliant Center means a lot to that family. So he's going to play a lot more games there as an opposing player for the Erie Otters. And it's always a great rivalry with the Niagara Ice Dogs. So he's going to be on the other end of it now. We'll see how that kind of progresses through the years. But that was Erie Otters' first overall pick, Matt Schaefer, from this past draft. And we're going to culminate all of that right now with our final interview today, and that is with Erie Otters General Manager Dave Brown. Some great insight from him about the team and and forward to bringing you that. So here, take you to our last interview today, and that'll be brought to you by Global Pet Foods, where pets are undeniably part of the family. Visit any four of their great locations across the Niagara region, the official show sponsor of our Dog Pound podcast, the official podcast of the Niagara Ice Dogs, proudly brought to you by Global Pet Foods. Here is Erie Otters General Manager Dave Brown. Back in OHL overtime with Erie Otters General Manager Dave Brown. Dave... First off, I know it was uh, a point of emphasis for your group going out and, and, and wanting to improve the goaltending position. You go out and get Ben Goudreau, obviously a well-known goaltender within the league with Sarnia. Just uh, how happy were you to make that deal and bring in a, a guy like that with so much experience?
5: I think we're just looking to solidify the situation. And uh, you know, with some uncertainty in our goaltending, it, we, we thought it was imperative to do it. it I think it also helps uh, the development process for, for uh, young Jacob Gibbons and... You know we would we don't want to put anybody in a situation where you know it's it's not favorable and and you know and they may fail so hoping to improve on that and like like every day as good as our goaltending can be our players have to be you know responsible and, and play a, a team game in front of them
3: and we talked to you at the combine just before the draft Obviously, you went and got Matt Schaefer first overall, the defenseman. We talked to Matt earlier in the show. Obviously, his brother, being a former Niagara Ice Dog and defenseman, he, he grew up watching uh, him play at the Meridian Center. Scoring his first goal there was big. Just uh, how has Matt kind of fit into your whole group, and and really what what it
5: is to be an Otter? Well, I think he's he's mature beyond his years, and just the way he carries himself day to day, you you really appreciate how he how he handles situations, how he handles interaction with his teammates, with. With whether it be the billets um, you know we had we've had glowing re- uh, reviews about all our guys from high school but just how they interact with the student body all those things but i think more importantly you watch matt how he carries himself on the ice um is a lot of uh he gets a lot of respect from the your, your his opponents already and i think that just goes to the respect that he gives all those guys and um you know i, I can't i mean i could sit here and talk about his skill set and everything else but I think everybody sees that everybody knows that I think where where we're learning more and more every day is just about what he is as a person and and how he how he handles himself with with everybody whether that be the front office um, fans you know like I said billets and teammates it's it's just refreshing and um, we're excited to have him.
3: Another Niagara tie you went out and got Pano Femus last year, last January at the trade deadline. Just how do you think Panos fit into this group? He looks a lot more confident offensively this year, really looking to take the puck to the net, maybe something that he didn't do prior. And how do you think that, you know, Stan Butler as the head coach has kind of helped him improve his game?
5: Well, I know I know him and Stan have a a, a really good relationship. And I think the two of them work um, collectively on maybe they're changing his game a little bit to be more Um, conducive to what they want at the next level and and how he has to play to be successful there. And I think that's he's carrying those things into, you know, day to day. And sometimes, hey, like everybody at Junior Hockey, 16 to 20, there's a lot of, you know, like uh, uncertainty. Um, There's, you know, there's a lot of things racing through his head. and, And I think that when he does play the way he... You know Stan wants him to play he's been very effective for us and he's somebody again I think he's got good leadership skills and and Pano really has a passion and is very dedicated often you'll find you know He's watching more video on himself trying to figure out exactly what it is and how he is gonna be successful. And I think when anybody puts that much time into their game and that and, and much detail into it, you have to appreciate how much you you know they bring. And hopefully that wears off on some of our younger guys around the, the organization and you know they're able to pick up on some of these little tidbits that are gonna help them be really good.
3: Ariadne's GM, Dave Brown's with us. Uh, speaking of leadership, Kerry Terrance has taken the team, leading them in points right now, drafted by the Ducks this last summer. Do you see maybe he came back with a little bit extra swagger from when he was away at Ducks camp? And just going through that whole draft process, putting on the NHL jersey, and, and coming back to junior motivated, do you think that he's gonna really take another step as a catalyst and, and a point leader for your team this year?
5: Yeah, I, I, I think so. I mean, is skating is is that, that good that it's 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 head and heels better than than some of his opponents, and I think that allows him to get the spots. Um, his line mates have been really good at getting him pucks into those areas, and you know uh, I think that's you know I can think of a couple of nice shifty plays that you know Malcolm's made behind the net um, that have created opportunities and. Um, you know, Carrie's so good he can get to that open ice and, and, and finish plays. Um, as as Stan called him, I think he said he's he's quicker than a jackrabbit. Um, and and that that's one of the things he has to use to his game to, to be successful. And I think even at the pro level, he has to use you know play to his strengths. I think when he first came back, he, there was some growing pains there, like like anybody. I think uh, all junior coaches will talk about. You know, hey, when, when guys first come back from their NHL camps, there is a little bit of a, you know, shaking the cobwebs off. It's not the same in the Ontario Hockey League as it is in the National Hockey League. But Kerry's a, Kerry's a leader for us. Um, you know, he's a, he's a great person in the community, and um, I know his teammates respect him a ton, and, and uh, I think a lot of his opponents do as well, and I think that, uh, that's something we're trying to do here.
3: Speaking of the community, just what's the buzz around this team this year? Obviously, you went through a little bit of a rebuilding phase for a while. Now you're looking to build back up the standings. You know, a good young nucleus here that you're trying to build up the standings with. Just, uh, you know, how have you thought of the team so far through the first you know, month of the season, and, and what do you think you're going to continue to build on as you guys progress through the season?
5: Yeah, I mean, because there's only nine games, I can rhyme them off pretty quickly. I think our first game in Mississauga, we were we were flat. Um, we got off to a poor start in the first period, and, and I thought we played a good second and the third. I thought we deserved better fate in game two here versus Mississauga. Um, obviously, we were not very good in Guelph and um, got off to a slow start, and I think that really affected you know the bat but i thought we that was game three game four I that we rebounded really well and you know and sound and and lost in overtime and that was a game i think we 100 percent deserved to win as a as a team so that would have put us at two and two um we then go into niagara we play, it was a hard-fought game there um winning in overtime and you know we had a two nothing lead and maybe didn't manage the game as well kind of got sloppy and to their credit they worked extremely hard i think Ryan has them working, you know, as hard as I've seen, you know, from them in a long time. And, um, uh, you know, and then, you know, we, we played Windsor the next night. And, and I thought Benny played extremely well in that game. And although the score was 7-1, to one, it, it wasn't indicative of the score. You know, the next day we, we kind of, you know, we... we dropped a a game that you know we probably would have liked, but anyways sitting now at 3-5-1 you know three and three this weekend today's game is pivotal for us Um, you know finish a 10-game segment and you know we're looking to for bigger and brighter things as we move forward here we really like our group Um, we really do we like our size our ability to skate pucks Um, hey I think we need some some we need to be patient with our back end but I really like some of the guys we have. Like, I mean, we have some good young players here, Matthew Schaefer, Ty, uh, Henry, you know, um, Nicholas Olomigo. But also, you know, down in our system, um, you know, we have uh, Oliver Turner and Keegan uh, Knight, who's playing at Pelham and Le Riviere and, and Welland Jr. Canadians. So... Um, you know, we've got a lot of good young prospects that, you know, for our back end that it, I'm optimistic it's going to be really good. So, no doubt, I think we're all feeling a little bit of pressure to be successful. And
3: lastly, just are you pleased with the development that you've seen from some of those players that, that you just mentioned? And you think are you pleased with how the coaching staff is going about it? Obviously, Stan's been in the league a long time, but you've got other great coaches like Wes Wolf and Niagara Ties as well. Are you pleased with the direction that the team is going right now?
5: Well, I, I think that like, I, I'll only ever be measured myself on on wins and losses because it's hard to see what we do day to day and um, so three five and one is probably not something that I'm pleased with I'd like to be you know at work at, you know I, I I think we're probably five three one right now where's where we should be but um, the rest is our excuses I think the coach have done a remar- remarkable job with the guys and in getting them to uh, you know, play together and, and how, how well they compete and everything else and, and implementing systems. And I really like the job the assistant coaches have done with, with uh, you know, the young guys, Kenny on the back end. I mean, like I, I spoke earlier, we have a lot of young guys back there and um, I think he's doing a great job pk you know knock on wood here pk's been pretty good as of late since you made the you know the trade for benny and um you know power play has been good and they're both west and uh west and kenny's areas so i think they've been really good and, and stan is you know he's a, a guy that i think the players really at first they were like wow man he's 67 years old but i think Age is, age is just something that's on your birth certificate. It's not really what you... He's, he's pretty with it, and uh, I think he the guys get a kick out of him. Erie
3: Otter General Manager Dave Brown. Dave, thanks so much for all the great insight, and look forward to seeing what Erie's going to do as they progress as a, an exciting young roster this year. Thank you. Big thank you to Dave Brown for taking time away to give us some great insight here on the show about the Erie Otters and even giving us a a game-by-game breakdown there of how their season started. And again, he's pleased with the progression of some of the players, but he would like to still see some more results from this young group. But I think it's coming. They've got a... a, an exciting young roster there in Erie. And and again, they're building something here from the ground up. So the pieces are there and, and we'll see how they continue to to develop under longtime OHL head coach Stan Butler. So that's going to wrap up today's OHL overtime episode. Thank you to panophemus Kerry Terrance, Matt Schaefer, And Dave Brown, and thank you to Sean Bednard, their great uh, media relations coordinator, for being able to help set up and coordinate putting together this Eerie Otter Showcase episode. Really appreciate everybody over there for being so uh, accommodating in in being able to get this episode out to you so quickly. So thank you to everybody for tuning in today. Again, make sure you're following us at Armchair GM Pod. As well, we are available on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok. Thank you to those listening today in on-demand audio and those watching today on the YouTube page. So until next time, my name is Brandon Caputo. This has been another installment of OHL Overtime right here on the Armchair GM Sports Network, and we'll talk to you again very soon. You're listening to the Armchair GM Sports Network.